Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. You have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Well, hello, play partners. Welcome to our Power Hour. This is Star Style, be the star you are. And I am your co-host, Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you are listening to us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our goal is to see, stimulate, and support space for positive meaningful conversations that will get you talking. We are about heart and soul and facing our challenges and going for the gold. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you for writing, speaking, acting, and media interviews. Call 925-377-STAR or visit starstyleproductions.com to book your session because you can be the star you are. And this is a quote by Williamson. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Well, actually, who are you not to be? Isn't that a great one, Heather? Mm-hmm. I love it. And that's just all about, hey, we are born to be the stars we are. We are born to be great. Well, with that theme, this is going to be a great show today. It is our show business program. Coming right up here in segment one in Health Matters, Heather's going to talk to us about the influence of body image from the media and what TV, newspapers, magazines, what they have to say to us. In uh, segment two, I will talk about my just launched 14th edition of the Business of Show Business, now in enhanced audio ebook format, and all the different updates that have happened for people in the entertainment industry. And then a very, very special guest in our final segment, if you saw Despicable Me, or Despicable or Me Too, the character of Agnes, the adorable Elsie Fisher, will be with us to talk about what it's like for her to have started acting at age 10 and 
the exciting things that are happening in her life. So we have a really fun show for you today. And just a reminder, our two Be The Star You Are charity reminders that September 28th, sponsored by La Mirinda Weekly, is the Be The Star You Are booth with our writers and reporters from Express Yourself with different writing and reporting activities. And starting in October, the 10th annual National Essay Contest with the theme of What It Is to Be an American, sponsored by U.S. Bank. So please visit Star Style Radio. Go to events to find out what's happening and how you can get involved. Well, we live in a media-saturated world and do not control our messages all the time. Mass media provides a significant influential context for people to learn about their body ideals and the value placed on being attractive. They say that 80% of Americans watch television daily, and most people on average watch over three hours per day. But what's happening to our children and to our adults as well, our teens, when they start thinking about who they are, what they look like, and how they measure up to other people? So, Heather, I know you want to dive into discussing why most men and women are not satisfied with their looks. So what are the effects of media on our body images? Well, you know something I actually found, not playing devil's advocate, but kind of researching regarding the age groups that things affect. And actually, you know, a lot of times uh, when body issue things start to evolve, it's usually in the teen teen years, and a lot of times people think, um, it's media pressure. You know, the girls are looking through magazines and they're seeing ads saying, you know, be this way. But I really feel in the last 10 years there's been a big media move to kind of change that. Um, now, I mean, it's even, uh, I don't want to say outlawed, but um, for runway models have to have a certain BMI now that, um, you know, this, uh, you know, enunciated thin look. Um, even though, you know, that may seem like that's what a model's things are, and even though the BMI that they have to live up to is still a smaller one, it's uh, it's like the bare minimum of what healthy is, because before girls were being, you know, so thin. Um, and I think, you know, the Dove campaign that is showing, quote-unquote, you know, real women, you know, with real curves, um, and, you know, just how they are with products and saying, you know, this product is for a real woman. I think there's been this sort of movement um, that people no longer want this emaciated. And, and you I know, and I think that needs to be applauded, too. I mean, I love that Dove campaign. I think it's great. And I love actresses like Melissa McCarthy, you know, who's a big girl and doing big things. So those are those are positive movements, as you said. Yeah. Um, you know, and just kind of getting to the teen-wise one, studies have actually shown, so there's, you know, usually people, that's the first thing that they're thinking, you know, media is the reason... Um, for young girls' dissatisfaction with their bodies. But actually, um, a 2012 research study showed they um, interviewed 237 uh, young girls ages 10 to 17 um, in the United States, asking them you know, a range of questions about how they felt about their body and, and eating and um, you know, whether they were satisfied and what they felt um, you know, the most pressure for. And actually, social media came on the lowest. Actually, the, something, um, as, as many of you know, women's studies is part of my uh, major. And I did, a, I did um, an essay regarding this about, you know, what are the real pressures with women. And it's showing that the biggest uh, pressure the, on women is actually other women within their peer group. 
um, many times, you know, especially during the teenage That's years. a very interesting observation, I think. Yeah. And, it, and you and don't, it's not like television commercials that are telling us to buy this supplement and wear these clothes and no, all of that. I think, you know, what happens when things are showing, it, it puts a product placement in your mind that you think, you know, J.C. Penney's actually recently came under fire because they had said, sort of saying, you know, back to school and they're saying, you know, oh, you know, the, the cool kids will be wearing this. And then there's this huge backlash of saying, oh, this is making parents shop because kids are going to be bullied if they don't. You know, I, I honestly think a lot of things we're a little hypersensitive about now. But it does, when it comes to it, is um, our peer pressure, whether good or bad. You know, I coming from an era growing up, it was a very academic place that people, you know, went to very good uh, colleges. So that was something people were very academic competitive. You know, an A minus was, uh, you know, a, a, could have been a D kind of thing. That people were so competitive as well with sports, and a lot of time, and some com- um, competition and pressure can be good. You know, it pushes you to go further. And then there can also be the negative drawbacks, but many times people become in competition within their own group. They're, you know, they always want to be, especially with girls, that queen bee. Um, and then as we know, as we grow older, we become more comfortable with our bodies, uh, who we are, you know, the quirks and things like that. Um, the thing that I kind of think of now, the new media pressure, is actually affecting women that are in having uh, pregnancies now, that are in their, for the most part now, women uh, stereotypically are having children later, you know, anywhere from 26 into 36 years old. And I think where the real pressure from the media is coming now is that there are these women that, though they may have healthy bodies and we love them as actresses or athletes or whatever, that they have this incredible baby bounce back that's unrealistic for many women, and they're losing the um, the actual enjoyance of being pregnant in those first months. It takes nine months to create that baby, um, so people deserve nine months to a year to lose that weight. And I think what's happening is a lot of women in their later 20s that are having children now are seeing these women that have a baby and two weeks later, you know, to a month, look like even better than they did before. And that Well, I think what's so unrealistic is that when you see all these movie stars or celebrities or politicians' wives or whatever, first of all, they have access to, you know, copious amounts of dollars, personal trainers and dietitians, et cetera, that get them on this system right away where the average person doesn't have access to that. You know, they got to, they have to join a gym or a class or, or work on it at home while they're trying to take care of their newborn. It completely. And, you know, having many friends that just had newborns, you know, I, I can, oh my God, how their days are. It's just insane that, you know, that you really get any time for yourself. And the same thing too is money is, you know, child care is so expensive. If you don't have, you know, a friend or a family member that's doing it and not pay, I mean, just think of the things if, if even if you just had to use a child care center for one hour a day, you know, for 10, you know, and paying them, uh, 10 to 15 dollars for an hour so that you could go to the gym, that would add up, you know, that's a couple hundred dollars a month just so that you can go to the gym for an hour. You know, so there's so many things. And, you know, uh, most recently, something that just kind of coming into fire and coming to light again, is the beautiful uh, new Princess Kate, uh, who just recently had a baby. And, you know, there was scrutiny over before of her body that she'd gotten so thin, that she's getting married. And then she just had, you know, this baby and, um, and you know, pictures have now surfaced, and it's only been about a month. 
and people are saying, you know, this is so unrealistic and uh, that now she's even thinner than before or, you know, it doesn't look like she's even had a baby. So and I think those are the things that women now are putting on themselves that, um, that bounce back thing that, you know, to Well, and also, but I think that's the media too that is, um, populating their issues and populating the news with photos and descriptions of how great they bounce back, you know, as opposed to nobody's writing about you and I, you know, if we were in the same situation. So they're only really showcasing the ones that are really bouncing back, and that is hard on everybody else. Yeah, I think, you know, something um, people, uh, and this may sound kind of uh, not someone that you'd think to is uh, really kind of inspiring it, but Jenny McCarthy, as we know, she was a Playboy model. Um, you know, she's had much work done, but she actually wrote a series of books, and, and one was uh, when she was first pregnant and when she has an autistic son. But in it, her second book of how it, it literally took her, she, I think she said she gained something like 60 to 80 pounds and took her two years to lose the weight. And a working hour that, you know, and it's a very, it's a funny book and she's talking about cellulite and rolls and, you know, how you see things you've never seen in your body before. They kind of really think she had to work really hard. And now, of course, she's had work done since and all these kind of things, but it was kind of giving this funny humor to, um, oh, my God, this is, you know, what's having a baby, but still also saying, you know, the joys of it and, you know, on, on all the funny things that happen that you're not expecting with having children. Um, I think, you know, in general, the media, it's up to us to kind of have um, that kind of stand-up view of, of what we choose to accept as, again, um, everything, you know, what we see, there, there's so much in today, they can CGI and they can do touch-up and paint. And um, so it's kind of, you know, I think really where it starts as at home is that if parents, um, you know, kind of create a good body image for children and kind of letting them know that, you know, it's, I think it's great that, you know, people look up to Superman or have actresses that they think are role models, you know, have someone, but not that they strive to be. Because, again, as you're saying, there's so many things um, behind the curtain that we don't see, that these people have makeup artists and hair artists and personal trainers and personal chefs that very much um, goes into their look. And I, exactly. I always just... And that, I think you just hit it, is that we have to realize that most of these people that are being profiled have literally a battalion of, of warriors behind them that make them look the way they are. But there is research, uh, quite a bit of research actually, that talks about the effect of media on women's body dissatisfaction, and it, it suggests that long-term exposure during childhood and adolescence lays the foundation for the negative effects that happen when you're an adult. But what I found most interesting when I was looking at this was uh, young men seem to be more negatively affected by media images than even than teenage boys. Teenage boys like don't seem to care, but once once guys hit college age or their 20s, they start looking at magazines and looking at other forms and at each other, like you were saying, a little bit more. I just wanted to say one thing. I was reading, was it Time? I think it was Time magazine, about the actress um, Shailene Woodley. She was in The Secret Life of the American Teenager and The Descendants, and she just now uh, released her, or is in, starring in her newest high school movie, The Spectacular Now. She's actually 21, but she always plays teens. Mm-hmm. And she actually went to her director and said on this one, you know, 
I don't think my character would wear makeup. And she expected a fight. And he was like, okay, don't wear it. So she didn't wear makeup at all during the movie. And then she was talking about that, um, that she really, she feels that the media does have a big influence. And she just wants people to feel beautiful no matter who they are or how their physical body is because they're beautiful in their soul. And I thought, you know, that was that was really cool because she's very young. And to just say that, you know, hey, she likes to, you know, she likes to eat. She likes to, to uh, enjoy her life. And she doesn't like that push to be skinny, to be tall, to have a small waist. She said, I'm a big fan of hips. And I'm a fan of owning your body. So I thought, you know, there's a good role model for young people. I think mean, that's fantastic. It is fantastic. Well, in any case, at when when uh, we only look to the media to define us, we're not really remembering who we are. And the better we feel about ourselves on the inside, the better we're going to look on the outside. And so I think that's part of it is changing our our mental awareness. What do you think? Oh, completely. And as, again, you know, as I said, that. Um, it's what you surround yourself around and it's what, you know, you're exposing yourself to. So I think it always means, you know, kind of keeping a healthy lifestyle, keeping healthy ideals. And again, there's as much as negative and pressuring media out there, there's so much positive media out there too. So I think the best thing if you're feeling that is to seek out looking for positive, positive ideals, positive role models, as well as positive reads and just the things to kind of enlighten yourself more to give you that positive outlook so that you can make the most healthy decisions for yourself. What great advice. And, of course, we want you always listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We are an upbeat, life-changing, positive radio show, always looking on the bright side, as well as our teen show, Express Yourself Teen Radio, which airs on Tuesdays at noon Pacific. Really check that out. It's, It's teens talking to teens and with teens and about teens, and the world is listening. So they always try to take the uh, the power side and look for the good in people. Well, Heather, I'm going to let you go ahead and give out the websites. This was a great a great section, a great segment for Star Style Be The Star. We want you to go to BeTheStarYourAre.com as well as BeTheStarYourAre.org. And if you want to pick up some really... Life-enhancing books. Pick up Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference, as well as Be the Star You Are for Teens. Those are both filled with chapters that will inspire and motivate you, as well as exercises that will get you to the next level and quotes and adages that will just keep you going. So when we return from break, we're actually going to look at my just-released enhanced audiobook, the 14th edition of the business of show business in this our show business show. So my name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'll be right back. Don't you go away. Star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know how to blow your own horn? It can be hard to do, but you can't sell your services unless you sell yourself. Because people don't buy from companies, people buy from people. And how can people buy from you if they don't know you? 
you need to have publicity. You need to submit articles and news releases to newspapers and trade publications with information they can use. Learn to speak at your local service clubs, your churches and schools. Partner with compatible people who are in your industry. And when you distribute information about your product, make sure you have a personal slant that talks about your mission, your vision, and your goals. Keep in contact with the potential clients you meet through newsletters or postcards. And when you get a call, follow up quickly and personally. Keep tooting your own horn, and eventually, someone's going to join your band. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For coaching and information, visit StarStyleProductions.com or to book a session, call 925-377-STAR. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. This business of show business is calling out to me. Avoid the scams and get started acting or modeling with a consultation from acting and media coach Cynthia Bryan, who has guided the entertainment careers of thousands of students of all ages for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-STAR. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and motivated to greatness with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Turn up the volume. Tune in to the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, back to the program with the Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. We know you have a plan for your life and you set goals and you know where you want to go. And there's always some detours that get in the way, and that's why I am here, bringing you authors, experts, books that inspire, entertain, and motivate you, and information that can change your life. My name is Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Well, just this past week, uh, my publisher, who was booked, released my newest book, it's the 14th edition, 14th, wow, of the Business of Show Business, a comprehensive career guide for actors and models. Now, this book, this new one, it also includes an enhanced audio ebook. Now, I have said on many shows, I'm not a fan of ebooks, so it was a little more challenging for me to write this book because I kept thinking, I do not want to read a book on a tablet. But I think that all of you out there, when you pick it up, you'll love it because there's interviews, there's reviews, there's the audio, there is, there's uh, some music, and but mostly you're going to hear my voice talking to you about changes that have happened in the entertainment industry in the last several years. 
I mean, everybody that I ever meet wants to be in the entertainment business. I mean, everybody. Everybody, you know, encounters disappointment, rejection, and roadblocks. I mean, everyone. But that is, you will, even if you do have a good coach, you're still going to have some detours. But when you have access to an experienced mentor or a book that, like the business of show business, that can give you all the information that you don't know where to go, it is going to help you. I know this morning before I came here to do my radio show, I was coaching a, a new uh, thespian, a new aspiring actor model, a lovely, lovely young man. And in the two hours we spent together, he left with his head spinning because I don't think that people, when you're new, you don't realize that it really is a business. It's not a hobby. And it's something you have to take seriously. And you have to write your plan. And you really do have to go into action. It's not, it's not normal that somebody's going to knock on your door or that you're going to get discovered. So it's very important whether you want to, you know, act, model, write, uh, be background, uh, be a voiceover talent, that you get straightforward knowledge of, from those who are in the industry and that you pursue it in a great way because there are lots and lots of scams out there. And there are always people that are going to want to separate you from your money. But you need to know what jobs are out there. You need to know how to talk the talk, walk the walk, everything there is about the unions. SAG-AFTRA just merged a year ago, so now things have changed. You you have to know the difference between a franchised agent and then somebody who just holds a shingle on their door. What about casting directors? How do you write an acting resume? It's very different than writing a resume for a business. What other avenues are there to Hollywood? And, of course, how do you recognize a scam? Now, one of my favorite parts of the book, and as I said at the beginning of the show, in our next segment, we're going to talk with the adorable uh, young child actress, Ellie Fisher, who has been in, oh, I think about 20 national commercials, and she's appeared on all different kinds of shows as and as well as the star of Despicable Me and Despicable Me 2 as the voice of Agnes. We'll talk to her about what it's like for her to, to be a child actor. But one of the uh, big chapters in my book addresses children in the business and what parents need to know. And it's jam-packed with all the rules, the regulations, the do's, the don'ts, you know, what you need for work permits and Taft-Hartley's and Coogan laws. So it's all sound advice that's going to help families make an informed decision whether they want to proceed or not, and if they do, that they can proceed with caution and integrity. Uh, the business of show business really is the go-to guide for anyone who who wants to pursue the, an acting career. Now, I want to just tell people how to get it, and then we will address some of the more new developments that have happened in the industry just in the last few years, because they really have been quite amazing. So, if you want a printed copy of the book, you want to go to starstyleradio.com and go to the store, and right there at the store, you can um, buy it right from there, and I can autograph it. For you, we also have an Amazon store through Be the Star You Are charity, where the money will go to charity, and you can order it there. Now, for this enhanced audio ebook, you can find it on Amazon, 
You can find it at Barnes and Noble, and you can find it uh, on your uh, iBooks if you have an Apple, uh, an iPhone, or an Apple computer. You can just go to iTunes and look for iBooks, and there it will be. It's called The Business of Show Business by Cynthia Bryan. You probably have to type it in, you know, to do to do a search. It's also available from the publisher at Book, V-O-O-K. So those are a few places that you can buy this new book, and I, I know that you are going to love it. I have people, a lot of times if I'm on a set, I actually see people carrying around copies of the book because there's so much in it. But since I last did my last edition, many, many things have changed. And a couple of things that I want to address for anyone, no matter where they are in the United States, because this is a book that is for all areas of the United States, not just specifically California actors. And that is, is in, in both books, there's lots of addresses and websites and phone numbers, but make sure before you send anything out or before you even email that you double check that these businesses or casting people or agencies are still in existence or at that same address, email address, etc. And the reason I say that is when I was preparing to publish this book, I kept having changes. And it was like daily, daily for months as I was rewriting the book, there would be literally updates every day. And finally, you just realize that you just have to send the book to press because the, this is a changing business, and people come and go, which is another reason you never want to burn any bridges. When you meet that receptionist who is welcoming you in at an agency or the person that signs you in on an audition, always be on your best behavior. Be kind, be cordial, and that just goes without saying, you know, in life general, I just treat everybody the same. It doesn't matter if they're president of something or they're the janitor. To me, everyone's important. That's the meaning of be the star you are. And when you treat people that way, it's really amazing. It comes back to you in spades. I remember once getting cast in um, a major TV show because the, the person who became head of casting had originally started as a receptionist and remembered all the days that I came in and always treated her with respect. So when she was casting this show, she thought of me right away and brought me in, and I did the audition, and I booked it. So, But I may not have, she may not have called my agent had she not known me. So a few things that have changed that we really need to look at. Since the digital age, which has been the last several years, headshots now, normally throughout the U.S., are color 8x10s as opposed to the 85 by 11 that we used to use when we were doing the black and white photos. Now, I still am a huge fan of black and white photos. I think that they're just elegant and sexy. And, of course, they they remind me so much of the glamour days of Hollywood back in the 30s and 40s when, you know, black and white was, was really ha- had a mood to it. But the, the norm now is to use color, and most photographers are shooting digital pictures. Also, you want to make sure that whenever you shoot a headshot with a professional photographer, that you do get the digital rights and the digital images because throughout the, your, your uh, years, you're going to have to upload these pictures to casting directors, to agent sites, and to other media. For example, with having Elsie on our show, I needed to have her headshots sent to me by JPEG. 
so that we could put him at StarStyleRadio.com and at Voice America Radio Empowerment Channel. Now, in the old days, you'd, you know, you'd have to scan your pictures and make a JPEG, etc. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Also, for most casting people, they also want you to have, to have current snapshots. And the, I see so often on casting sites, they'll say, take a snapshot with your phone and send it to us. Because whether it is a television commercial or even a TV show, very often the casting directors or the directors or the production companies want to see what you look like today. And that keeps in mind that you're only as good as your last photo. You have to keep your photos current. So with the advent of good photography on cell phones, it's a little bit easier to do. Now casting, it used to be we pounded the pavement and we had to usually audition online, go, I mean audition in person, go in person just to meet the casting people. Now talent, whether they're represented by an agent or not, have the ability to fill out an online profile, upload videos, resume, headshots, submit for jobs, and each online site usually charges a fee for this, even though I know in California there was a bill passed to stop that, but still, I still see, you know, a small fee for people to audition. And it does help people who are not represented by a franchise agent to at least get out there and at least to get some some background work going. Now, the unions, the two unions uh, were SAG-NAFTRA, SAG-NAFTRA's Gerald, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. They finally merged on April 30th, 2012, and this means that the union performers are now covered under one union called SAG-AFTRA. So that website for that, if you want more information, is SAGAFTRA.org. Videos. Most agencies and casting services invite you to upload a video demo reel. One to three minutes is suggested, and of course many actors have their own YouTube channels, which can be very, very helpful. Remember, too, that a lot of actors need to have a, um, to have a website, because what do we do these days? We do online searches. We, you know, the Google, Googling somebody is actually now a word in the dictionary. I'm going to Google you. Now, agents. Agents do most of their preliminary screening via, via email submission, which it used to be you would set a headshot, a resume, a cover letter, and an SASE, and then wait anywhere from a week to 12 weeks for somebody to respond whether they wanted to bring you in for an interview or not. But now you can search for franchise agencies in your area via the Internet, read the submission guidelines carefully, follow directions, and just remember that phone calls are almost never advised because messages aren't going to be returned, and especially when agencies don't know you. And then get plugged in. Um, when I'm talking about a website, that way your contact information is there. And always remember to remain safe no matter what. You don't want to give out any personal information and no home, home numbers and home addresses and all of those things. So I wish you to break a leg and pick up a copy of The Business of Show Business. Again, it is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books, and of course, um, the iBooks iTunes store, and always through StarStyleRadio.com under store, the business of show business by Cynthia Bryan. So when we come back from break, we're going to find out what it is like to be a child and are ready to have worked in over 16 or so television commercials, film productions, 
And how much fun is it to voice over a great character who loves unicorns on Despicable Me and Despicable Me 2. So when we come back from break, you're going to meet the adorable Elsie Fisher. Stay with me. My name is Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are. Light up the flames. Low literacy and poor communication skills have been identified in studies as major contributors to general conduct disorders, psychiatric disorders, criminal behavior, and adolescent suicide. To live and prosper in this society, we must be lifelong learners with access to knowledge and skills that can sustain our lives at work, at home, and in our communities. Be the star you are. 501c3 Charity has been working to increase literacy and improve positive message programming since 1999. You can help by making a tax-deductible donation today. Visit www.bethestarur.org. Everybody counts. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star you and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in the light that shines. The secret to every success lies not in what or even who you know, but in clearly seeing where you want to go. And here at Star Style, Be the Star You Are, we believe that you have the power to have it all, and we intend to help you get there. We want you to get going and stay going. Well, if you go to IMDB, the website that lists movies, TV shows, voiceovers, and music of principal talent in the entertainment business, you're going to see that young Elsie Kate Fisher has wrecked up quite a resume. Beginning in 2009 with her TV appearance on Medium and starring in this summer's Despicable 2 as Agnes, Elsie has appeared in Mike and Molly, Raising Hope, numerous commercials, and even short films. She is with us today to talk about her young career in front of the camera. Hello, Elsie, and welcome to Star Style. Hi. We are so happy that you are here. Now, I see that you have a very big and popular fan page. What does that feel like to have so many people following you? Well, it, it, it's just amazing 
Because, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to have that many people. And, like, as before I was even an actor, I was a fan of people, and you kind of admire them when you do. And it's just awesome to have that. Well, who were some of the people that you admired? And you were, what, 10 years old when you got started? No, I was actually around five. You were five. Okay, so you're 10 now. Yes. You're 10 now. Okay, so you were like five. All right. Because I know you have been likened to a young Dakota Fanning. Was she one of the people that you admired? Yes, she was, actually. Uh, I, I really admired her, actually. Yeah, and I saw a couple wonderful. movies with her, and it was just phenomenal. What movie did you get to work with, hon, with her? Uh, I've never gotten to work with her. Oh, but you want to. I would love to. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, we have to have our dreams. Well, why don't we? Why don't you tell us? You were only five when you got started. That's really young. How did that all happen? Well, my dad met this person, and then uh, they they said that we should talk to these agents. So we waited a while, and my dad was like, "Would you like to be an actor?" And I'm like, "Yes, yes, yes." So after a minute, uh, we kind of called them and then sent them a headshot. And they're like, wow, she's amazing. Can you guys meet up? And then um, uh, we met up at this cafe, I believe. And they just pulled me to the side, and uh, we just talked a bit. Now, did you have to do an audition or anything? Did you have to do a monologue or a cold um, reading? I, I think it was more of like, I think it was an improv thing. Just to test if I would be okay being away from my parents at that age. Now, that's a big point, isn't it? Because I want to talk to you about what it takes to be a child actor. Because, you know, so many people want to do this. People are emulating you. They want to be like be like Alcee Fisher. But it's hard work, isn't it? It's, it's pretty hard. Especially for me, because I live very far away from L.A. And... If you if you're living where I am, uh, it's it's up in the mountains, and uh, we live about four hours from LA. So, yeah. So you can't get to an audition like that. Are you finding that when people want to talk to you, will they will they just look at movies or listen to your voice tapes that you've done, or do they get you as an audition on Skype? What happens with you, or do you have to get in your car and drive four hours? Uh, most of the time what happens since I live so far away is uh, they'll request to Skype me. Right. That's what I think is the new big thing now. And that's what's so wonderful for people is that you can do it on Skype. So what do you think is your best winning attribute that you have? What do you think? You're obviously very bubbly and you love what you're doing. Were you always like, you know, doing make-believe and making up characters and voices? Because you have to do voices now, you know, in Despicable Me. Yeah. Um, I, I have always loved to make, make up things. Um, I, I mean, I, I found a journal that I made when I was really small and had some crazy things in it, like eight-legged cats and stuff. But see, that's I, I've, great. Always, I've always loved making up things. Now, you voiced the English version of the Russian children's book, Masha and the Bear. How was that? Was that fun? It was really fun. I, I even got to do a, a music video, uh, and I did a couple of songs, and it was really fun. You can, now, you like singing, too, don't you? A little bit. 
I mean, I'm kind of nervous of doing it in front of people. <laughs> okay, so, you know, you're talking about nerves, and that's the one thing that I find with so many people that want to become an actor. They, they'll say, oh, I could really do that, but then I'm nervous to get in front of a crowd or I'm nervous in front of people. What's your advice, Elsie, for people who want to act, but, you know, they are nervous to perform or they don't want to make a mistake? What, what keeps your nerves in check? Well, really what I think about is I just think, um, like, on Mike and Molly, there was a live audience, and I was really nervous because I had never done anything live before. Uh, so what I did is I just pretended that it was just me and my dad chatting. That is the best, that is the best advice, is that you make it personal, right? Yeah, so you just you want to have... make it, you want to make it personal and just think about one person and just pretend you're talking to them, but use the lines that you learned. Exactly. Now, are you taking acting classes then now? Are you, do you have an acting coach? Uh, I do have an acting coach, but I, I, I only use him for very, very big things, like something that I'm really, really nervous about, like when I auditioned for Raising Hope. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the TV shows. You were, you've been on Medium, Mike and Molly, Raising Hope. Was it hard to audition for that, and was it really fun? It was really fun, because once I started, like, um, uh, an example is I, I, had a, I had seen a little bit of Raising Hope before I, uh, before I auditioned, and I really liked the show, so I was very excited to audition. And, you know, is that it? Do you watch, if you're going to audition for a show, do you watch the show first, or does your agent send you a big script, or do they send you a link to a video? How does it work for you? Really, it, they, uh, the agents act like it's just a regular audition. Sometimes me and Dad will go into a show, and then, like, before, uh, before Mike and Molly, we watched an episode of it, and it was pretty funny. Well, you're saying that your dad goes with you, and that's something that everybody who wants to get into acting with their children has to, has to know that a parent, until you're 18, you always have to have a parent or guardian with you. So is it usually your dad who is, uh, you know, hanging out with you and, you know, getting to you where you want to go? Yeah, it's usually my dad, because um, my mom lives uh, very, uh, pretty far, and I live with my dad, so... Yeah, so that works out better. Okay, so, you know, you live in up in the mountains. How has acting changed your life, like with your friends and your schoolmates and all of this? Do you ever, does everybody, did they watch Despicable Me and Despicable Me 2 and go, whoa, that's so awesome? They did for a while at first, but then they got used to it and just treated me normal again. And that's what I really love about that, because I just want to be a normal kid, even though I do have the special the special treat of being an actress. I just want to be a normal kid. And, you know, that is that is really important because if you're not a normal kid, you miss out on all the fun stuff that childhood has to offer. So you've done commercials, too. How do you like doing commercials? Is Do you find those to be easier, more playful, you know, less time? What did you think of doing commercials? Um... Commercials are very fun. I've gotten quite used to them since I've been in a few. But um, I think I like the movies more 
the movies and the TV shows. Because with commercials, you get to see these new people on set, and then you don't get to see them for very long. And then on TV shows and in movies, you get to see these people for quite a while. So, well, and don't you feel like you become almost like family with all the crew? I mean, it's really that's the kind of the best part, isn't it? To work with all really, these. You really do become family because I mean, you guys have to stick together. And you guys have to work together to make this work. So, and everyone loves each other. So, you really are like a family. And everyone works so hard. Isn't it amazing? I mean, before you were an actor and got to be on set, could you imagine how many people it took to make a movie and how many things people did from the gaffers and the grips? And there's just so much that goes into it, right? Yeah, I, I once I started to be an actress, uh, I figured out that there are so many people working on this. I even did a little report on it uh, for my school. But before that happened, I thought it was just the cameraman and then the actors. I'm like, oh, it's just that easy. And then once I, I really got once I really got into it, I just I was like, I was I was wowed. Well, yeah. And, you know, you never lose that wow. I'm always wowed on a set. I just think that that uh, movie people are some of the most amazing, talented people in the world. So let's talk about Despicable Me. Let's talk about Agnes. Tell us about this character and how, how much is she like you? What did you do to create her? Tell us about your journey with Agnes. Well, it's been a really fun journey, Especially on the Spickle Me too, when I got to do her again. But um, let's go further back into the first one. Uh, so when I was first Agnes, I could not read, so they fed me the lines. So I was almost like a parrot at that time, and they'd uh, they'd feed me the lines the way they want me to say it, and uh, and how long it would be. Sometimes they'd even do it a couple lines for like each sentence. But that was how we first got the lines down. And then once I could read, I really got to feel, I, I really got to feel more like Agnes because we both, it was, it, we both like chocolate and we both love unicorns. I love and, unicorns too. <laughs> and we both have a dog. So those did, are some similarities. Did we're you both find pretty crazy. That- did you find that you started putting, when you, once you could read and you could look at your own script, that you were able to dissect the script so that Agnes was more like you as opposed to just being fed the lines in the days before you could read? Did you make Agnes more like Elsie than before? I really did. Cause I would always say the lines, maybe like how, However, I felt they they should be, and sometimes they would change it, but not often. So that's pretty much just Elsie saying the lines. So that had to be really fun. So what what was the best part of working on Despicable Me too? Since I know you love Despicable Me, the first one, but the second one you really got to enjoy being on the movie a lot more, especially since you're older and you could read. So what was your favorite part of it? My favorite part was probably being able to see everyone again because I had missed everyone so much. I I was just so happy. And then when I actually got to do Agnes again, 
I had a little bit of trouble at first because it, it, it had been at least, like, say, like, I don't know, like, two years, maybe. But when I really got to do Agnes again, I just got into it and had a lot of fun. Now, did you do any looping then? Did you have to go into a studio and watch how they did it and then voice it, do voiceover with that? No. What they do, actually, is you'll say the lines and then they'll animate off it. Oh, so that was so great. So you once you said your lines, they animated it. And so you didn't have to go back and work with an animator to yeah. do lines. That had yeah. to be fun. So what would be your advice for anybody that wants to get into the acting world as a child? What have you really learned? Well, if you're going to get into the acting world as a child, first think about where you live and then, and then where most of the auditions would be. Like, I live in California, and I do most of my auditions in L.A. and Hollywood. But I think so... That, um, so it depends on where you live, and then if you really want to do this, you have to work hard for it. What kind of things do kids have to do to prepare? Because obviously, you're really well-spoken, you're only 10, you're obviously very responsible, so you have to really know how to work your time. It's still be a kid, but you when, you have to be professional is what I'm saying. So when you get on a set and they say action, you have to know what to do, right? Yeah. I mean, in the auditions, you have to memorize the lines, but they, at least they give you a script, but you have to know exactly what to do. Sometimes they'll give you guiders and stuff, but they'll expect you to know what to do. So what's they'll next? Do a, they'll do a couple of rehearsals, and then it's action, boom. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. And don't you love the catering wagons? Don't you? <laughs> yeah. That's that's like, always fun, isn't it? The honey wagons. Yeah. <laughs> so, on Despicable Me too, uh, I was already—I was always stealing the donuts. <laughs> I don't blame you. I bet those were really good. So, what's Best coming time up? Time of my life. <laughs> so, why can you do? Could you just give us a line or two in the way Agnes would say it? Um, sure. Uh, okay, ready. We're ready. It's so funny. <laughs> Did you have to practice a lot to get her voice down? Um. Well, I'd always had it in me, so I just had to make it a little kind of like this. Just to make it again. How I, that's kind of how I did, Agnes. And after a while, my voice was a little bit stuck like that, but then I got back to normal. So what is, what's next for you? What projects do you, are you going to be working on? And what do you want to do? Do you want to act now for the rest of your life? Um, I'm really not sure if I want to act for the rest of my, of my life. Plus, I'm moving down to, uh, down with my mom now, and she may not be able to take me to auditions. So I have to factor that in. But and I, does she I live closer it. to Los Angeles? Is she closer? Uh, she lives in Thousand Oaks. Oh, that's close to L.A. That's a lot closer than in the mountains, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's a little bit closer. So we yeah. can expect to see we can expect to see you in some other films, and maybe there'll be a Despicable Me three. I bet you're keeping your fingers crossed. And uh, I, I I really am, but 
There's no project so far for me except for some overdue homework. <laughs> and I'm sure that there's always, always that. Uh, is there any commercials on the air right now that we should tell our listeners to watch out for? Um, I'm really not sure right now because I don't watch TV too much. Oh, good for you. Good for you. You know, the best thing is to read books and to be great in school. And I just want to tell our listeners that Elsie is going to be a guest on our teen show, Express Yourself Teen Radio, coming up in October. So make sure to check out ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for when Hi. she will be airing. And we're, they're very excited to talk to you then. So, Elsie, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insight about show business and about it all the my things. pleasure. Oh, I'm so glad. You're just darling, and we wish you tons of success, and we will be watching for you. I'm sure one day you'll have a star on the, the Hollywood Hall of Fame or the Walk of Fame, right? That would be amazing. It would be amazing. Well, thank you, Elsie. That was Elsie Fisher. And there are fan websites, and then, of course, make sure that you go and watch the newest movie, Despicable Me 2, and you can catch her in Medium as well as Mike and Molly and Raising Hope and then on other different commercials. Thank all of you for being great listeners and allowing us into your life each week. Make sure you're tuned in to Star Style. Be the star you are with me, Cynthia Bryan, and also with Heather Brittany. We want to give you some great people to admire. Hope you have fun and give you some great advice. For information about Star Style Productions or to purchase any of my books, visit star-style.com. You can call our studio, 925-377-STAR. To make a donation to the charity Be The Star You Are, go to bethestarur.org or btsya.org. We hope you've been encouraged, inspired, amused, and motivated. And until next week, When we celebrate again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan from Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you. Be the star you are. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.